This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Talk Tuners. Lately, I've been making some positive changes in my life, but it definitely wasn't easy, nor did it happen overnight. With the help of talk therapy, I've been able to grow and unlearn behaviors and beliefs that were causing me to feel stuck. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And special offer to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. That's betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. What's up, Talk Tuners? Thanks for joining us today for episode 32. I'm Stephanie Benya. I'm Stephanie Myers, and we have a great show for you guys today. Uh, before we do start today, we do want to just provide our listeners with a content slash trigger warning, as we will be referencing a story that involves sexual assault in this episode. Yes, definitely. Thank you for that, Stephanie. Well, with that said, let's jump right in. All right. So check it, stuff. I know that you're a big movie buff, and so I had to bring this up. So I've done my own uh, movie watching, music related, of course. Have you seen the movie Heavy Trip? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. And God knows this is one of my favorite genres. So totally excited to hear this as a recommendation. Awesome. So, okay, I can teach a little bit to you and to some talk tuners some recommendations. This is a movie that premiered at the 2018 South by Southwest Festival, and it got 94% 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, so you know it's a gem. It's a comedy, (laughs) and it's about this black metal band in Finland called Impaled Rectum. (laughs) What a name. Incredible. Yes, Pharrell's Impaled Rectum. So supposedly the band had been together for 12 years, but they never played live. So they're playing in mama's basement, literally. Um, And then in the story, this uh, promoter from Norway comes promoting a Norwegian metal fest, which we could all just picture, of course, because Norway is all about the metal, especially black metal. And this band is supposed to be black metal. Um, And so that inspires them to make, you know, to get pumped and actually do live shows and try and get on this bill. Right. And it's just their journey. And it's fucking hilarious. There's um, definitely they're good musicians. So, you know, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, They poke fun uh, at the metal genre, which is always hilarious. Um, And a lot of slapstick comedy. They've referenced the greats like Ronnie James Dio and Pantera. 
I don't want to spoil this for anyone. So just check it out. I rented it through Prime. And I swear, I laughed about 90% of the time. It was great. So um, yeah, we all know that metal's supposed to be like so hardcore and so serious. Yeah, no, let's just sit back and laugh because it is funny. So anyway, <laughs> I loved it. And um, I highly recommend it, Talk Tuners. And Stephanie, of course, check it out. Um, Prime, you can rent it. That's awesome. And it kind of sounds like a combination between Anvil if folks have seen that, and uh, Spinal yes. Tap, and Spinal Tap is probably one of my favorite movies. It sounds like yes. kind of the intersection of of that, so um, sounds Absolutely. like I'd really be interested in. Yeah, I thought about Spinal Tap when I was watching this, so it, it's it's funny, y'all. But uh, I do want to let you know, though, it's not dubbed. It doesn't have English dubbing over, so you are going to have to read subtitles, so. Okay. Oh, well, but yeah. you know, if that's not your thing, then don't watch it. But uh, I was able to still, you know, about read it. my movie and yeah. have a good time with it. I know some folks don't, and I totally get that. All right. Um, it's going anyway. on my list. Yeah, dude, it's great. So I brought that up because this show is uh, kind of metal themed. So in case you guys didn't figure it out from season one, I love hair metal. I love all metal. I'm a metal head, and I am not ashamed. No shame. I got my interest in the genre by watching MTV. I'm an MTV generation. Um, you know, I watched Poison, Rat, Skid Row, Metallica, Bobby Brown, NWA, everybody on MTV. Yeah. I watched yeah. MTV raps. I watched Headbangers Ball. I watched the game shows, all that. Anyway, onto the hair. It was very heavy. That's when I was young, when I was first, uh, first introduced to MTV as a whole. It was very heavy rotation on hair metal. And uh, for guys, if you haven't listened to our Poison Talk Dirty to Me episode from season one, go back and you'll just listen to this later. So anyway, for today, I want to talk about the one and the only Lita Ford. For those that do not know who Lita Ford is, she is a musician who has been with a number, who started her career with the Runaways and did had a fantastic, and still does, um, solo career. I want to focus on her solo career right now. So, and I actually knew her as a solo artist before I knew she was a member of the Runaways. Because, hey man, I was like seven years old when I started watching this stuff, so I didn't know the Runaways were on MTV. Sorry. So for the music elites, I know... My bad, but oh, I didn't know. So anyway, <laughs> she's like, Lita Ford's great. She has such charisma and she had the best videos. Yeah. I love her image. Lita is just edgy, sexy, tough, total badass. And the first song that I was introduced to um, from Lita was actually her epic ballad with no other than the Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne. And yeah, I sit in San Antonio and I don't care how many times people say this. Yes, Ozzy peed on the Alamo and I still find it funny. Yeah. My bad. Anyway, <laughs> their song, Close My Eyes, this song is beautiful. And it appeared on her self-titled album in 1988. It was entitled Lita. And it's her biggest chart topper. That was my intro. Um, Steph, what about you? Yeah, so I feel like you and I had talked about it somewhere in the past, but I just love Close My Eyes Forever. Um, I was thinking the other day, it was one of the first songs I think I burned um, on a mix CD back in the day uh, when mix CDs were a thing. I yeah. think I had a like an Aussie themed thing and it was like, oh man, this is so, this is so good and this is so perfect. 
And I also just have to keep always giving Ozzy just real credit for reinventing himself over the years. Yeah. And just doing collaborations when they made sense, like this one with Lita, the way he did here too. And uh, I was <laughs> watching the video again recently, the music video, mm -hmm. and I know you love it as well. And it's just like, oh my God, everything about this is absolutely epic. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and even on Ozzy, y'all, if y'all haven't heard his new single, he does have a single out with Jeff Beck right now. So check it out. Always reinventing himself. Um, yeah, Ozzy forever. So yeah, no, the video. Let's talk about Close My Eyes Forever. This video, everything, the song's epic. The video is epic. The video to me was kind of like the metal beauty and the beast. I, I don't know. And I don't watch Disney, y'all. So, but this just reminded me of this, okay? Um, you know, as far as the video, I have to go into explanation of it because it's that good. Um, and we don't see much video nowadays, you know? But this was back in this day. So the video focused on just them performing the song. But the cinematography, you would see Ozzy's face periodically in very dim light, like just kind of like emphasizing his darkness. And then you'd see stills of Lita and just being beautiful and badass. And it was captured also with like this dark essence awesome and as far as like the scene it looks like they're in like a dark like in a castle or maybe like a makeshift studio theater I don't know what do you think stuff I mean I couldn't figure it out it's weird because it's like oh I want to capture them separately and then like how do we unite them how do we unite <laughs> these two people together Beauty and the Beast very <laughs> yes it's very Beauty and the Beast it's very um <laughs> if talk tuners are going to watch it it's super 80s, like, and it feels super oh, yeah. 80s. Let me tell you what I love about just 80s music videos as an aside. It's the melodrama. Like, it's the commitment sure. to the bit. It's the commitment to the bit. They're like, yes, <laughs> nope, we're not. There's no wink to the camera. It's just like, you're like, it's just, we're doing it. So I love it's it. It's literal. I love it. I fucking so love literal. it. Like, and, you know, Ozzy is doing whatever the hell Ozzy's doing. It's freaking great. It's freaking great. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, so we love the cinematography and Lita's style again. Lita has this guitar solo that's fucking dope as shit. And, you know, I just remember being a kid and being like, oh my gosh, I want to be like Lita. She's so amazing. And I love her style. She had giant silver hoops on in this video. And that's like my favorite accessory to this day. So I was like, this is my kind of lady. And uh, Lita's actually still touring. I definitely recommend to check her out. I saw her back in 2012 on uh, Def Leppard's Rock of Ages tour with Poison. And she was great. She opened up and, man, she got the crowd going. Um, so with that said, today we are talking about Lita Ford. Um, but we want to focus on one of her other signature songs from 1988 Lita album, Kiss Me Deadly. So 
Y'all know y'all remember this song. Y'all do. I know you do. So let me talk about the memory that we have, Stephanie and I share with uh, this particular ultimate party jam, as I like to call it. So I'm going to paint a picture, y'all. So Stephanie and I used to live together in Brooklyn. And on Saturday mornings, um, you know, in the Peña Myers uh, Brooklyn apartment, you know, our lair, we always had VH1 Classic on, like always. And I particularly love to tune in on the Metal Mayhem video block. That was my thing. And so we'd have it on, you know, that would just be like our background noise. Of course, we're in Brooklyn. We don't have this large apartment. You know, <laughs> we have a small living room, small kitchen table. Our rooms are like right back to back. So when we had the TV on, you knew what was up, right? Yeah. Um, so we're doing our thing, cleaning, drinking coffee, whatever, watching the video. Well, anyway, I'm doing my thing in my room. And again, I can hear the video, uh, the TV in the living room. And I just hear the beginning. And so like that just like triggers me and I'm like, yeah. And I run into, <laughs> into the living room, kind of like risky business style, but I wasn't in my chones or anything like that, y'all. So don't worry. But <laughs> and I just belt this opening that everyone who knows the song knows what I'm saying. And I'm about to sing it and do not care. I went to a party last Saturday night. I didn't get laid. I got in a fight. Uh-huh. It ain't no big thing. <laughs> Myers didn't expect this shit. I'll never forget it. It was like, oh, what? Sliding right in the room. What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. I think you were in tears, dude. Like, tears of laughter. Yeah. I just kept going. Like, after that, it was like, what happened? Like, you didn't know you you know, signed up for a show. And we had never discussed Lita Ford or anything. You know, Steph obviously knows me very well and she knows my taste in music, but we never talked about this particular song. So this was just a pivotal moment in our friendship. It's like, okay, put that yeah. out of the books. Uh, Kiss Me Deadly is her jam. <laughs> it was. It was epic. Oh my gosh. So only what our neighbors think, right? Because I am not quiet, y'all. And again, this is Brooklyn. We're all living on top of each other. So Lord knows what the other apartments were thinking. Like, what the hell is going on? It is 10 o'clock in the morning. We don't, we don't need to be discussing this right now. But anyway, this video too definitely follows Epic along with Close My Eyes Forever. This video, uh, Lita is wearing leather pants and knee pads. And then, <laughs> so she, so I kind of wish I had knee pads on when I did my zealous performance so I could just slide in and, you know, be like Lita in the video. The video here is super dark and sexy too. She's filling a room with like tiny little ice sculptures. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I Dancing. just watched it this morning and I don't remember the ice sculptures. Incredible. You're right. That's what they were. I was like, what? but phenomenal 80s again people 80s 80s and then you know i mentioned earlier i like her because her image but yeah alita's sexy and she's tough like all her attire in the video she has some type of studs like you don't fuck with lita you just don't and she was super super sexy tough in this one and again y'all i was seven years old when this video came out when this album came out i had no business watching this but i did oh well it was the 80s and I'll just leave it at that. But with this particular song, so I think now, I mean, just it was so funny. So Steph and I really talking about how much we like Lita Ford and, you know, we found that in common as well. And every time we went out, I had to sing this stupid song. It was dumb. 
that same line, but I did, I had to do it. It was like, I don't know. It's like, we're ready. We're going to go. Um, I don't know. It's like a party jam or maybe like the after party jam. I don't know. I just love this song and Lita is great. And like we mentioned earlier, Lita was actually a member of the Runaways before she became solo and Stephanie, you have some really good stuff regarding the Runaways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, when I think about Lita solo, I always also think about her larger legacy Mm -hmm. and what that was like with the Runaways. Um, Folks who don't know, hopefully you do, but the Runaways are seminal band, all female hard rock slash punk band. It was um, Lita. It was Joan Jett, of course, Sandy West, Sherry Curry, Vicky Blue, Jackie Fox, Lori McAllister. They really um, didn't get their due during their day right. because the unfortunate way they were manipulated, they were just thought like, oh, this is kind of this uh, sexy band or what's going on here. It was really only in kind of subsequent years. I think they were realized for um, just the, the legacy that they had on folks and the influence that they had on folks. Yeah, for um, sure. And part of this, uh, the unfortunate reason for this is their manager, uh, Kim Fowley, who uh, we'll get into, but was just really this terrible person, honestly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, not a good person. Cultivated uh, what they call back then is, or what he called like a jailbait image. And personally, I think we should retire that word. Um, But but it's not an image they cultivated for themselves. And it's important to note here, they were all teenagers at this point. And this is this person coming to you and saying, I can make you all stars. I can make you all stars. And he kind of um, went after uh, young women who tended to be coming from vulnerable home lives and really targeted that. So all that context, I think, is important when we just kind Mm -hmm. of look at uh, the fullness of everything that the Runaways went through and also how... Lita moved on through her life, right? To these different phases of her life. But uh, they had initially kind of come together uh, mm-hmm. at, of all things, a Alice Cooper party in 1975. Nice. <laughs> Alice mm-hmm. is everywhere, right? Love um, him. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of a classic dude. Um, but they were all meeting there, and Kim Fowley at that point met uh, Carrie Crumb, who's this teenage lyricist, who's like, oh, it's we have kind of a streetwise teenager here. It's like, let's put together this female band. And long story short from there, he's like, okay, we got, I know Joan Jett's over here. I know mm-hmm. um, runs over here. We can uh, move on and create like a demo together. And then after that demo, that's when Lita joined. She had auditioned through an ad saw in the newspaper. That's um, crazy. Which is nuts, right? Like, she's just like, that's yeah, cool. here I go. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, right. She's just like, oh, I didn't get gigs like that. I didn't see that in the paper when yeah. I was not right? for jobs. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm a guitarist. Is that what you need? Um, that's so awesome. I thought, yeah, what a cool way to join. So I thought that was really cool. And from after that point, that's when Cherry Curry became um, the official vocalist. And then yes, we had uh, Jackie Fox finally, who came on as the bassist for the band. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Also talk tuners, you know, Stephanie mentioned they're young teenagers. We're talking super young, um, young teenagers. They're not, you know, ready to graduate high school, go to college or go get a job or whatever they want to do. They're all underage. So in particular, Jackie Fox was 14 at the time when the band was formed and the other ladies were 15 or 16. 
Um, you know, and Kim Fowley definitely knew that he had to make her look older because I mean, come on, at the end of the day, he knew what he was doing. So um, with their image and he's actually known to have said that he wanted Jackie to wear heels on stage. So she appeared older and was at least the same height as the other ladies. What the fuck? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Right. Like that's somebody a set of heels is going to say, yeah, this is a grown woman and not a young lady. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's like somebody who knew what he was doing in terms of like cultivating this, you know, image of these girls who were so young. Right. So young. And uh, I'm just going to give more context on this guy. Um, And again, you know, we gave a content warning at the top of the episode and uh, some of this is really disturbing. I'll be totally honest. Mm -hmm. It's disturbing to even talk about this guy who is now dead. Fowley was known (laughs) to be um, just this piece of shit, terrible person. Um, His close friend, who's guitarist who worked with him on numerous projects, Stephen Tetch, um, said they used to drive to high schools looking for teenage girls to hit on. So I'm just going to, yeah, That's give so that gross. context, like this piece of crap. And then I think what many people know who know the Runaways story, uh, many people now know about this because it came out after Fowley's death in 2016. But Fowley, we're going to shorten this story as much as yeah. we can, uh, raped Jackie at a party publicly after drugging her. Um, the details are all out there. I would recommend the Huffington Post story that went viral about it. The witnesses were there. Um, they've all been interviewed. It's a tough thing to read, but everything has come out at that. And Jackie is now uh, open about what happened to her. And that really is probably very obvious to even say. Changed the trajectory of the runaways, changed how they interacted, changed their dynamic, changed everything. Mm-hmm. It should be noted here that Lita was not at the party. That's been corroborated by several witnesses. She was not there for this, but there were other band members who were attending the party, who were in and out of the um, the situation where it happened. Jackie has subsequently said, one of the things I've tried to do with every bystander is let them know it's not their fault. Um, I also have to not blame myself for what happened to them. We're all victims of what Kim did. So I really want to put the onus on this absolute piece of human trash. I really want to put the onus there. Like this guy colored the time the way uh, that the runway spit together, um, which was often this really fraught time. And Lita has talked pretty publicly in various forms about everything that the group went through. It's all out there. She's, uh, she's said it, but yeah, they're victims of this person who was um, slower than dog shit. Yeah, absolutely. And to elaborate on Lita, she is the focus of this uh, episode. Um, Jackie actually left the band. So, you know, hey, you're young and you're making tons of money and supposedly having fun. It wasn't that way. Um, She is, you know, there's plenty of articles where Lita talks about this. Um, As Steph said, you know, you can go out and look at it. Um, A couple of quotes from Blabbermouth. She straight out says she knows that Jackie's not a liar. She wasn't there, but she knows Jackie's not a liar. And if she said that somebody was watching her, and she said that it happened and she's believed her period. And, you know, um, from Rolling Stone, there's also, you know, just paraphrasing this, but, um, you know, the fact that girls who undergo sexual assault, they're afraid to mention it in front of the abuser. And, you know, even if the abuser is in jail or dead, then she's referencing Kim Fowley, 
then, you know, they feel safe and feel that they can mention what happened. Like it takes that much for some, and all and then of course it's not all cases. Um, and she thinks that's what happened to Jackie. Like she needed some type of ending. And so when Kim passed, it was like, okay, I can tell my story because I'm not going to be able to do this while this jackass is alive. Um, and she felt she needed to speak out. You know, um, a lot of people would say, and this is Perlita, why, why would she speak out now that he can defend himself? And it's because I would assume she was scared. So um, again, bottom line, Lita, Lita had her, her girls back. Um, so definitely hats off to Lita for sure. Um, she's gone through her own set of crazy as well. Yeah. You know, and we mentioned all this because, you know, anything that happens like this, it colors the ability to be artists, right. To yeah. move in the world and it prescribes what they can do, you know, and, uh, Lita was, you know, unfortunately not an exception from everything, uh, like this that's happened. Lita talked about her own abusive situation to Rolling Stone in 2016 um, when they'd asked about her memoir. Um, and they'd said, hey, you were engaged to Ozzy's Black Sabbath bandmate, Tony Iommi. You said that he physically abused you during your engagement. Um, did you ever reach out? Did he ever reach out and atone for what he did? And Lita just said, no, we reached out to him before we released the book. He never responded. We still haven't spoken since those days. Uh, but I know she had gone through... Um, her own situation that's colored her own career and her life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then talk tuners again. When we talk about our music, we, you know, we definitely have to talk about all sides of it. We've talked about, um, you know, in previous episodes, the unfortunate passings by suicide, drug abuse, et cetera, it, that it, it, it comes with the territory. So, um, but let's move on. Uh, there's more fun stuff to talk about Lita. Let's talk about the runways legacy. Yeah, I just think about how Lita was involved in this group who had just this absolute paving the way situation for female artists. You know, their sound and attitude talked about mm -hmm. to this day, uh, just yep. in terms of what they managed to do for uh, for music in general, right? Not just female musicians, mm -hmm. but music in general. But the classic single that you probably know from them, Top Tuners, if you're not super familiar with them, but you've probably heard Cherry Bomb. Yes, you have. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good, right? And uh, you probably heard, if you saw the movie also, based on that, mm -hmm. uh, that features prominently as well. But uh, Cherry Bomb is probably uh, The Runaway's most well-known song. Um, and that song alone, like, influenced everybody. But also their image, right? Their image themselves yeah. is a strong uh, female group. It's inspired subsequent groups from Donna's, L7, Bikini Kill, all these uh, different great bands. And then I often think uh, my personal favorite song of mine um, from The Runaways is uh, one that's kind of overlooked from them. It's the Velvet Underground cover of Rock and Roll. As folks know who listen to the show regularly, I'm a massive Lou Reed fan, so I guess yeah. that's not like a surprise. That's my favorite, <laughs> but it's so good. Um, sure. Check it out. Check it out if you haven't yet. Yeah, for sure. Definitely talk tuners. Y'all listen, y'all heard Cherry Bomb. I know you have. And then, you know, again, yeah, for sure. So I had um, actually, I saw Alita Ford live, as I've already mentioned, but I actually got to see Joan Jett live. Um, <clears throat> I saw her at the last River City Rock Festival in 2018 here in SA. And she kicked off her set with Cherry Bomb. And I'm like, hell yeah. So she definitely is keeping the spirit alive of the runways. And, um, you know, what I love about Joan Jett too, is she's tough. Like, you know, you know, you're not going to mess with these women. Like they are amazing, strong women. 
And she's currently on tour with Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Poison. And she's hitting San Antonio for those listeners who are in my hometown um, on August 21st at the Alamo Dome. But, you know, something funny that I, that I uh, looked at Setlist, because I always look at Setlist FM stuff. So Joan Jett has opened all of her sets with Cherry Bomb. Every single one with the Heartbreakers. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah, like that she knows that those are her roots and... Man, what that song has so much energy. Uh, I remember, I remember hearing it because I didn't expect her to play Cherry Bomb when she was performing. I figured it'd just be you know her solo and band. And uh, I was like at the concession stand or something, and I heard the beginning, and so it was kind of like a little moment. I had to run. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> such an idiot, but who cares? Uh, it's all good in rock and roll, right? All good in rock and roll. I would have loved to have seen that. That sounds. <laughs> Be like, yes. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> We're dancing now. <laughs> so good. That's so cool. Yeah, I think about uh, how far she's come and just Lita these days, right? It's like, yeah, her as a prodigy, I think, is something that often gets overlooked. But a really fun fact that I like to share with people is that in her memoir, Lita talks about how Robert Plant asked her to play bass for Led Zeppelin in 1975. Um, Whoa. Yeah, right? And she said, oh, I didn't take him seriously. I thought, you're going to replace one of my favorite bass players on the planet with a 17-year-old girl. Are you drunk? Um, and I walked <laughs> away. I took it as a compliment, hugged him, and we talked about music for a while. That was her quote. Um, I thought that was particularly hilarious and awesome, but also shows, it's like, you know, her technical skill is just so good. Exactly. My gosh, how flattering. Oh my, that's wild. That is wild. So definitely like, you know, teenage prodigy and just grew and blossomed into more of a, you know, amazing artist. But uh, I, I really enjoyed this conversation today. So um, the future is female. So go. Leave yeah, it. rock and roll. <laughs> go exactly. Leave. And folks, you know, just let you know, we are a member of the Pantheon Network. Very proud. And we want to do a few acknowledgments and shout outs to Talk Tuners for their support. Yeah. So first of all, just thank folks for finding us. Um, Good Pods is a great place. If you haven't found us there already or rated us, we really appreciate it. Uh, we love that. And then also, if you want to reach out and give us a little rating on Apple Podcasts periodically, we will read those five-star reviews. Um, but wanted to read a few comments um, from folks left on Good Pods. Uh, we were really gratified and wanted to say thanks. Um, we have one from listener Kelly um, on our Ramones episode, Rockaway Beach. If you guys haven't listened to that, please do. Um, she says, love this song, love this band, love this podcast. Ah, Aww. we love that Thank you. love. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much. We're just, uh, we're gratified uh, for folks who listen and enjoy it. So thank you so much. And then, you know, we did our two-part Elvis episode. Folks maybe coming to us after listening to that. We got uh, good feedback on that. My mom, Sherry, is a big listener to the podcast. She said, this is such a fun and interesting listen. Great job, ladies. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you. you. Yes, I love you too. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. And guys, you know, we do have an online shop where you can get some cool gear. Um, we got everything under the sun. We got tanks, we got shirts, we got mugs, we have magnets. We got you. So check it out for sure. 
absolutely order that if you'd like uh it's there for you and please just continue to reach out to us you can reach us in so many different ways you can email us at stephanie's at gmail.com or any social platform that you're on we are probably on so that could be <laughs> <laughs> stephanie's talk tunes on instagram facebook and tiktok and then we're just stephanie's talk over on twitter so please come say hi yeah. All right, talk tuners. Well, it's been real. This is Stephanie Pena, and I am out. Stephanie Myers, see you in two weeks. Bye bye.